welcome, welcome, welcome to this um, following episode, this second episode of um, yeah, Reflections, Reflections that we are doing with the Course in Miracles or through the means of the Course in Miracles. And of course, um, that doesn't really mean anything conceptually, but it means everything when we are reflecting literally the Holy Spirit in our own mind and consciousness. And if we allow the Holy Spirit to reflect our own thoughts that we are bringing in. And so uh, the, the thing that we share is, is literally, I have an idea, right? So, you, so do you. Uh, a human consciousness has an idea or it wouldn't find itself in time-space. It would be completely impossible because that consciousness would be immersed in the all-consciousness, in God's consciousness, so to speak, in the mind of God and simply be what God's creative thought is. So being in time-space, being and experiencing ourselves in the dream is the admission of having an idea. And now you can make a list, right? We all can make a list of looking at what is my idea about myself, about you, about what is going on in the world, about what I see in my kitchen, in my living room, outside the window. It's everything is an idea. And that is um, the reason why we are given here a mind training program of A Course in Miracles and it becomes so valuable to see that how I determine how to see things can be changed and not just can be changed, they need to be changed. We have all need for a new perspective because we all have suffered of, uh, of forms of uh, how it is called projection, projecting limited thought form, egoic interpretation unto the world, unto our loved ones, unto ourselves. We literally did that to ourselves. And how we were coming from in the mind training uh, in the beginning of this year today is the uh, 15th day of the year, so lesson 15. And if you are uh, just uh, joining in on the 16th day, on lesson 16, uh, that will be also an idea presented uh, that is very, um, very much uh, together and inclined with uh, lesson 15 that my thoughts are images that I have made because the 16th idea gives us the perspective that we do actually not have neutral thoughts. And this is... Uh, something that when we look at the ideas how they come about especially in the first 50 lessons we are talking here about an offer coming from out of time from Christ's mind from Jesus Christ's mind himself and uh, gives a real systematic uh, thread of showing us how actually this change of mind occurs or how it is orchestrated and how he does that particularly in the first 50 lessons it became very obvious to me that the first 10 lessons were really about um, looking at the quality of my own thoughts you know what my my thoughts are 
what I think I see how he uses it in uh, certain lessons. And he gives in these first lessons, in these first 10 lessons, um, the perspective of admitting and seeing that your thoughts, our thoughts, are judgmental judgments, are projections, are justifications for anger, for attack. Uh, and the mind tries to literally replace reality with this way of illusionary thoughts and this way of image making. And of course, uh, the emotion to those thoughts is one of being upset and um, uh, needing to realize that it is a being upset about and by nothing. So he gives in those first 10 lessons a very clear directive towards the nothingness of those thoughts that we have believed so real for a long, long time. And of course it starts out like amazingly, nothing I see means anything and I've given what I see all the meaning it has for me and I do not understand anything I see. These thoughts do not understand, do not mean anything and do not reflect an understanding. Thoughts about the world, thoughts about ourselves, thoughts about limitation and being separate. And then there come these two uh, upset lessons. I'm never upset for a reason, I think, and I'm upset because I see something that isn't there. And again, a directive clearly to understand the nothingness, the meaninglessness of this type of thinking is I see only the past, uh, my mind is preoccupied with past thoughts, and listen to this, I see nothing as it is now, and in lesson 10 my thoughts do not mean anything. In the second sequence in which we are right now with lesson 15, is uh, so this goes in my observation or my categorization of the content and how he comes in and gives us kind of blocks, uh, chunks of um, where a, a, a reasonably teaching category, you could say, is taken care of and undone is from lesson 11 to, a lesson, six, to a lesson 16. And there he, uh, he shows us that these thoughts, uh, what these thoughts actually, of which we are conscious of, uh, what they do, what they show us, and uh, so that we are becoming conscious and aware of uh, what they show me, what they make, uh, what I made up with them. He uses the word what these thoughts produce, what, what, is, uh, uh, what they reflect, uh, to let arise, you know, what they picture, what they represent, what they engender. And the lesson titles to that are my meaningless thoughts are showing me a meaningless world. I, again, I'm upset because I see a meaningless world. So it is all about the meaningless world. And to see that this reflection in our mind is no longer taken as a reality, but we are willing to accept here a meaning that comes from God's mind himself and shows us the only and true meaning. My meaningless world engenders fear. God did not create a meaningless world. And he adds then on and therefore it isn't real. 
And in today's lesson 15 and tomorrow's lesson 16, we share my thoughts are images that I have made and I have no neutral thoughts. And then comes a sequence in which he determines between lesson 17 and 24 the change of mind and how we make and ma uh, made the decision for that change, how we choose a new. And after that sequence between the lessons uh, 25 to 35, it is about the action of acceptance, the undoing, the letting go process. That is the real undoing experience that we have. And to, that allowance of the replacement with a new purpose that comes from out of time. So we are letting go of established goals. We are accepting with the undoing also the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit's guidance, the Holy Spirit's voice. We are accepting the help that is given us from out of time and is then called uh, as the gift, as the vision of Christ. And then this last sequence of lessons 35 to 50 is really reflecting that new vision, that true communication, the acceptance of the truth, the use, uh, utilization of the Holy Spirit. So we are talking there from the restoration of our contact with God, of true mind or the accessing the mind of the Holy Spirit. And the first five lessons are what we call the holiness lesson and the uh, lesson 41 to 50 are the lessons all about God. And so that determines a sequence in the beginning that we call the first 50 lessons that already uh, show us the, on the process how the entirety of our transformation of mind is orchestrated. He does it literally in the first 50 lessons. And then lesson uh, 51 to 60 is the review of those first, first lessons in order to confirm what we have uh, studied, learned, and are willing now to utilize and to apply and so to communicate, teach to ourselves. Now in uh, just coming back uh, for a moment to that lesson that uh, I was just mentioning, lesson 15, lesson 16, how that is expressed, how this projection, right? I said in this second uh, phase of the transformative process, it is about what these thoughts produce, what they do, right? What they picture, what they reflect, what they represent, what they engender. And uh, of course, part of that is um, that admission that these thoughts uh, have made up um, the myriad of misunderstandings, the myriad of perspectives of finding ourselves and reflecting ourselves in separation. So that is called in terms of psychology projection. In the Cause in Miracles, he makes very clear projection. If we use that word, we should actually use it in the true sense. That means light projects light. And so it is a projection of the truth onto the screen where the, all the images are eventually disappearing. And everything else is part of that dream of fear of which I will want to share you 
with you then uh, as part of this later given supplement the gifts of God and uh, that first part is the dream of fear and this was a message that Helen Schuckman received already later on when the first parts the text the workbook and the teacher's manual were already published so the publication happened in 1975 1976 and that message was started being given after the psychotherapy supplement in February 1978. So uh, it ha something had to be added on in order to give a different perspective. These are just a few pages, but uh, a perspective of an understanding of our need also to be really focused that this is a dream of fear in which the human being is finding itself. And, and the dream is a dream is a dream and will remain a dream. But yet what we are in the application of the workbook of our ch change of mind are aiming and are directing ourselves is the awakening, is the waking up from the dream. This dream is still an hallucination. This dream is still not real, right? This dream is still just uh, imagined an image in your own mind. And therefore, a lesson that tells you that your thoughts are images that you have made. Nobody else. I have made them. These are my thoughts. They are images. It brings me back to myself, to the causation that there is no source outside myself doing something or trying to uh, establish a reality under which I would suffer and be victim of or could not overcome or step out. Those are all the reactions of people protesting and going on the street and saying here is dictatorship and fascism and whatever going on with with corona pandemic and whatever the you know what we find ourselves in. But they do not really understand that they are the maker of that in their own mind. I am making that in my own mind and this is insanity and that's why I'm active to change and you too and I'm glad you're here and listen to that and join into that necessity and into that willingness to um, have it all experienced on a completely different way and so in the lesson 15 then I, I just give you here these first uh, sentences of the lesson because they are amazing and say everything yeah? He talks about that you think you think and it is because the thoughts that you think you think appear as images that you do not recognize them as nothing, that you do not recognize them and their meaninglessness and their non-existence. You still believe what you think you think is real. And so he says further on that you think you think them and so you think to see them, right? It starts with the thought and then it comes to a seeing, to a perception. You know, projection makes perception, he says in chapter 13. Projection is based on thought. And this is how your, under quote, seeing was made. That seeing is the same, that's a very nice description, how uh, limited, separated mind projects thought forms outside oneself. This is the function you have given your body's eyes. And here's the clarification of all of it. It is not seeing, it is image making. It takes the place of seeing, replacing vision, 
with illusions. And in the lesson 16 that we will, those who started on the 1st of, of January uh, are practicing every day a lesson and it depends on of course on which time zone you are living. When you're listening to that you might in, live in Australia, you might already be uh, 70 hours ahead preparing yourself for lesson 16, I have no neutral thoughts. And there he reveals to us another perspective of how this projection of limited thought forms is, is believed in or is made up. Everything you see, like not parts of it, no, everything you see is the result of your thoughts. If I read that for myself, everything I see is a result of my own thoughts. There is no exception to this fact, he says. Thoughts are not big or little, powerful or weak. They are merely true or false. And that is why we need this change of mind and this connection with the Holy Spirit. Literally to learn what is true is eternally true. What is not true, what is here considered or named as false, has nothing to do with reality. Is not in truth the opposite to the truth. It's just believed to be there and has its reality. But they are merely true, those thoughts are true or false. If you think with the Holy Spirit, if you're extending, sharing a thought of love, love is the power. I just wrote today an article on my new website, devavan.com, and that article is about love is the power. And in, in that description that actually is all, also published in the book The Call to the Unlimited comes really that expression that this is what we have and uh, a thought of love or a giving out of love is not a little thing in truth it communicates truly it is actually a representation of eternity of who you are as eternal creation of God himself. It is uh, even whatever the form takes, it is the thought of love that makes the difference and makes it true. So your thoughts are either merely true or false. Those that are true create their own likeness. If you give from love, if you share from your heart of hearts, if you come from love itself, it will create like itself and those that are false make theirs. So from this uh, perspective and he prescri uh, prescribes it then that the concept that was defended was really based on the idea of having idle thoughts and uh, what gives rise to perception of a whole world uh, was believed you know that it would have that meaning but it has exactly that meaning that you have given it so it cannot be called idle there are no neutral thoughts you know that meaning that you have given to everything is exactly what reality it has for you and how you experience it it as a real nightmare or whatever dream sequence because it is a dream of fear then in that limitation or if you are giving and leaving and letting it be and letting it have 
the meaning of heaven, of creation, of love, of light, of peace, of happiness. So you will experience the unlimited nature of your being that is light itself. That is what God's love is. Love created you as itself. Love created me as itself. And this is really the wonderful message that we are here um, being offered. And and uh, yeah, we, we go along and we practice that day by day. And we are grateful for what is given us by Jesus himself in every word that he presents us. If it is in the lesson or if it is in the textbook or if it is where I want to uh, add on or start out and uh, see how far we're going to come here in this message that is published by the Foundation for Inner Peace as the supplements. And I'm using here the Urtext version, the volume 7, that is published by Doug Thompson and is called uh, How Helen Shackman Received It, The Gifts of God. And it has these few uh, sections, the dream of the fear, the two gifts, third, the ending of the dream, fourth, our gift to God, and fifth, the Father's love. Those are short uh, gifts literally given us in... Uh, basically a, a dozen of, depending on which format you're using, of pages. But starting here out with this first section, the dream of fear of which we are talking about and using that, uh, that recognition also for how we emphasize the need for the change and the need for uh, experiencing ourselves free of fear and of course being awake and no longer dreaming so let's just share here a few paragraphs to see how Jesus later on after this uh, Course in Miracles was already published has given words to, uh, to Helen Schuckman to all of us to you to me in order to kind of wrap up uh, his message that came through that form of or format of A Course in Miracles. So the dream of fear, first section. Fear is the emotion of the world. Very clear expression. He doesn't allow us from the beginning of that uh, message to mix fear with truth or with reality. No, fear is the emotion of the world. Fear, you could say, is the emotion of the conceptual human mind believing to be separate from its source, separate from God. It has but one, okay, the emotion. It has but one. Its forms are many. Call them what you will, but it is one in content. And at some point, that is also in chapter 13, Jesus teaches uh, you have two emotions, fear or love, you know, and that you can basically categorize any of your human emotions, either everything that is in separation or an expression of the guilt, an expression of feeling victimized is part of the fear and everything that extends, that gives, that makes happy, 
and experiences happiness is part of that light thought, is part of love extension. It is one in content, never far, even in form, from what in purpose is, never with power to escape its cause, and never but a counterfeit of peace. It rests uncertainly upon a bed of lies. Like the ego is a liar, right? So also the, the emotion of the world that is fear lies on a bed, uh, in, in uncertainty, uh, rests upon a bed of lies. Here it was born and sheltered by its seeming comfort. Here it remains where it was born and where it end will come, its end will come. For here is nothingness where neither birth nor death is real, nor any form in the mishappen mind that spawned it has any meaning in the mind of God. Ha. Second paragraph. If you were certain, if, right, if you were certain, if there would be certainty in your knowing who you are, in knowing what has been given you, if you were certain, wholly sure, and this consistent grasp of what the world can give, fear would be laid aside as easily as joy and peace unite on love's behalf. But first, there must be certainty that there can be no love where fear exists. So note that, that is very important. We are not going to have success in trying to mix here up love with fear. There must be a certainty there can be no love where fear exists, where fear is real. And that the world will never give a gift that is not made of fear. The world will never give a gift that is not made of fear. You know, the, the world has really nothing to give to you that you truly want. That is the lesson 128 and continues to 130 where we realize then that it is impossible to see two worlds. But the world you see offers nothing that you want. But there is the real world, right? There's the world of God of love that you really want. The world will never give a gift that is not made of fear, concealed perhaps, but which is surely present somewhere in the gift. Accept it not, and you will understand the gift far greater has been given you. And these are the gifts of God, far greater than you could ever imagine. Let not the world deceive you. And here you might just stop a moment, we might just go inside and really accept that for ourselves and confirm that for ourselves. I will give everything. I will change my mind so that I will not be deceived by the word as I put it out there and let it be out there. Let not the word deceive us, brother. It was made to be deception. Yet its snares can be so easily escaped 
a little child can walk through safely and without a care that would arrest its progress. And here it is why we are active in this change of mind. Dreams are dreams and everyone is equally untrue. This is the only lesson to be learned. Dreams are dreams and every dream, everyone, is equally untrue. Yet will fear linger until everyone is recognized as nothingness. So we always, in order to comply and arrive at the nothingness of the dream, we will always only go through and repeat these first 50 lessons, especially the first 35 lessons, in which that main undoing of this seeming reality of our thoughts and the projection, the world we see, is being undone. Fear will linger until everyone is recognized as nothingness and seen exactly as it is and nothing more. You know, there are no attributes of love given unto it in order to entertain ourselves in romantic feelings and oh, look how lovely everything is. There is no prison, thing or circumstance that you can value as your own without the underquote gift of fear arising in your heart. There is no person, there's no thing, there's no circumstance that you can value as your own without that gift of fear arising in your heart. For you have seen them all as they are not, and love for them has fled as if from you. And you will think that God has ceased to care for you, who have betrayed the son he loves, and chosen fear and guilt to be their friends. Oh my God, you know. First paragraph. Does God deceive or does the world? Does God deceive or does the world deceive? For it is sure that one must lie. There is no point at which their thoughts agree, their gifts unite in kind or purpose. And you remember also there is this story in the Bible about the no servant can serve two masters. No? Either uh, he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. That is in, in, in the Gospel of Luke, right? And that is really what he talks here about. Yeah? So uh, you either give, give your attention and your reality to the world or to God. Yeah, there's no point at which their thoughts agree, their gifts unite in kind or purpose. What you take from one, the other will obscure. There is no hope of compromise in this. Nor can there be a shifting of the mind between the two without the fear that every dream must bring. We're going to finish that up now. How fearful it must be to see yourself as maker of reality and truth the Lord of destiny and time's domain and arbiter appointed for the world. And then he continues saying, dreams never change. See, the dreams 
do not change because they are based on your thoughts but you can change your thoughts and so therefore the dream will change automatically because it's only a product of my own thoughts of your own thoughts so let's just be firm and continue in this invitation from out of time from christ himself to be active in that change of mind to replace our own little meaningless thoughts with thoughts of love light happiness peace thoughts that are full with literally creative thought with god himself that is the extension of the holy spirit so you're so welcome in joining me in this reflection and being with me, accompanying me in this activity of the change of mind and so going home together in an experience that is not of this world, that is not anymore a dream itself. It is maybe for a moment still a dream image of awakening in which we recognize okay forgiveness is going on okay we are extending and giving without expectations without needing to have something back from this world we are just giving god only gives thank you brother i will leave it with that and i'm so glad that uh, we are here again together in this new year in this new sequence in this new series of our reflections course in miracles reflections i love you and you have the most most wonderful day bye bye to Voice from Heaven, live in the Miracles Healing Center. Remember that God's voice speaks to you all through the day, that God goes with you wherever you go, and that God is the mind with which you think. God bless us, everyone.